Alright, good morning once again, ladies and gentlemen, um, listeners. Thank you so much for being with me. Um, so far, in, we are now in for our fourth episode. And with everything, let's start with gratitude. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for the Sabbath yesterday and for... The first day of the week for another um, week that we will be exploring living a life that um, is challenging. But despite everything, we know that you are our God, our amazing good God. And that in this whole grand experiment of sin, we will finally, all will finally see humanity and all the all the other beings in the whole universe will finally see how how choosing you is the best choice ever and that this whole sin thing yeah we know what it is right now i mean by that time everyone will know what sin is and how how anti-love it is and will really will really everything everyone will really exclaim will really proclaim that god is love that god is love and that's and that love is the only way I am so excited today for our topic, and you already kind of prepared me for that. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, so um, <laughs> yesterday we promised that today will be about the great controversy, right? Because the context of this whole thing, this podcast thing, is um, for this is for struggling believers or those who have formerly believed but not anymore or they have started to question um, the existence of god because how can there be a good god in such a bad bad world and these people might be in really bad situations right now and yesterday we have dealt with um how you can approach that and we have established how god is good and that whatever the evil is it that you are experiencing right now it's not god's will really um we always struggle with the thought that everything works together for good but that's not because evil needs to be there for good to shine i mean of course we know how contrast works right the the more we put something against something we see the the the, the contrast of that and and that's not because inherently there's no value in goodness Inherently, goodness has value, right? It's just that our finite minds, our human minds, are c- can discern better that value when we place it in contrast with another. But that's psychology right there. But that doesn't diminish the inherent value of things, right? So the observation and the, um, the perception is a bit biased, right? Because it depends on our experiences and everything and the circumstances surrounding the the moment of observation. But then, there's inherent value in things. There's inherent value in goodness. It's just that also God is an expert of bringing good things out of bad things. He is an expert at turning ashes into something. Remember, um, in creation, the earth initially was without form and void in short it was ugly and empty and when we are ugly and empty in our lives and we feel like our lives are ugly i mean and empty that just means 
Well, well God is God can recreate something, can create something beautiful out of that. And creation is the is one evidence of that power. And that's exactly redemption is simply recreation. He's just recreating uh, beautiful things out of the bad things in your life right now. All right. So whatever the bad situation is right now in your in your life that's not god's doing it is the result of the choices you have made and the people around you have made and satan has made god can only allow because he is a god of freedom and whatever he does by intervention those things are beautiful remember that those things are beautiful and god always always acts according to his character which is love god is love his nature his law is love it ever has been it always will be love and so we explore the question how does god how does god's love how does love react in the presence of something unexpected in the presence of an anti-love force in the presence of an accusation accusation about his character in the presence of rebellion how does god how does love react that was the question we were trying to introduce yesterday for today's topic and that is really amazing that is really nice right i mean of course that is something to explore and that's and 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 i promise we will be discussing the great controversy and let the lord lead the way here so the great controversy is well it all started when did it all start it all started in heaven in heaven god has thousands and ten thousands of angels ten thousand times ten thousands and before the earth was created there was pre-creation there was just god in there and there was a time when he when he created all the angels right and then one of those angels is lucifer and he is in fact um the the head of them all the head of all the angels and what's interesting is that lucifer has been endowed with gifts he is so amazing he has also been privileged he has also been given the role of being the covering cherub what does that mean god is so glorious ladies and gentlemen god is so so glorious that um you just can't approach him in the naked eye like in broad i can't grasp everything about this to be honest but um you know he is such a consuming fire he is like he's so so glorious he's so so bright and to to cover part of that that brightness um there's there you have covering cherubs there's two of them and one of them is lucifer and lucifer is the name of satan before he chose to fall right i mean yeah so what happened is that um god uh, i mean <laughs> not god but lucifer one day one day in all of his glory tr- said not really said but he explored it was it did not happen in one single day not 
not all at once. So he began to to try to shift his eyes, shift his focus from God's glory to His. The light that he that that fell on him, the light that comes from God, he attributed as his. He began to glory in that, as if that was from him, and he began to aspire the seat of God. He wanted to be like God, not in character, but in power. He wanted to be the highest, and you can read this in Isaiah, right, and Ezekiel, how. Lucifer was a covering cherub and he was he began to say things that started with the word I I will ascend above the heights of the clouds I will be above the most high all right so this Lucifer um he began to want the worship that the angels gave to God. He wanted that, that. He wanted to be worshipped. He, he wanted all the, the glory to himself. But he can't. Right? And Because he's not God after all. He is one of us. In the sense that we are created. He is created not creator. So. Um. He was also. This is very interesting. You can only read this in um by extension of reading deep reading and studying of the bible you can also you may also uncover this but this is explicitly written in the book by ellen g white um patriarchs and prophets the very first chapter there is why was sin permitted and also a, a part of it a part of the whole story of the great controversy is also introduced in the desire of ages right so um these things are recorded by ellen g white revealed to him by god in a vision so this is really interesting because um lucifer was jealous of christ you have in the beginning the father son and spirit and then the son was the commander of heaven christ was the commander of heaven before he was made flesh and dwelt among us, Christ. Christ already is the commander of heaven. And there's so much to unpack in this, really, in the sense that we need also, in our future podcasts, establish the the divinity and the pre-existence of Christ. Pre-existence meaning before he was born. He was actually, before Abraham was, I am. We need to establish that. And his origins is way, way, way. He is from everlasting. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and that Word was Christ, is Christ. And so, it's interesting to note that Lucifer was jealous of Christ, and he is still jealous of Christ. And you can read this in Patriarchs and Prophets, as I've said, and also in the first chapter of The Desire of Ages. So... This is really interesting because he Lucifer he he can he can see Christ as the commander. He 
he, he can see that, that form there walking among the angels. He's the commander of heaven. He is Michael, the archangel, and he is jealous of that. And, and Stephen Bohr, also a preacher, a Seventh-day Adventist preacher, pointed out that Lucifer may be jealous of Christ, not necessarily the Father. He wanted to aspire the position that only Christ um, is worthy of, right? He wanted that. Um, uh, Stephen Bohr was making the point that we only are jealous with the people that we think we we are equal to. We are okay. If I, I can't be jealous of the president of the Philippines, for example, but I can get jealous in my position as the as a potential um, head content writer, for example, in a company. Right. If, for example, I am working under a company, um, a digital marketing company, in that um, there are many writers among us, and there is one who is assigned to be the senior content writer, and I am the junior content writer. But we are both content writers, and we we seem to be to have the same talents, and I could be jealous, um, jealous for that position right not necessarily for the ceo position right so so you could be jealous to about something that you think or at least is in your grasp that you you could imagine yourself in that position right you could imagine yourself in that position so so lucifer was jealous really of christ not necessarily the father because because he can see christ in in form Right, and, and Christ is also commanding the angels, and he was questioning his, his position. Why don't I get the worship that Christ also gets? But Christ is, of course, the Son of God. It's like, it's like in the kingdom, there's a king and then there's a prince, right? But there is also someone who is an advisor or something that's that's really trusted. Is the master of the house, the, right? And and the master of the house could be could be Lucifer, and then the prince is christ and then the king is the father so you see all that and 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 then the master of the house is quite jealous right of the prince because he is he somehow sees himself as this is um, also could be in that position as the prince's position right and um yeah so so lucifer wanted that and and here this is really um, a deep thing to unpack, right? But we can try to first establish the point that it started, everything started, the great controversy started when the direction of our vision, our focus shifts from others toward self. That is the beginning of it all. And again, to, to lead us back to where this is going, the question we were asking is that how does God, how does love react in the presence of such a an anti-love principle? Again, we have established before that love, love the direction of it is outward, not inward, right? It gives, right? And the opposite of it, anti-love is selfish and self-centered. And it was Lucifer who began to explore the idea that he wants that direction toward himself right and 
Also, Patriarchs and Prophets discusses this, that at first he was not, Lucifer was not in any way, um, he did not know the, the full implications of, of the things that he has been exploring, of the idea that he has been exploring. And even now, well, even now, part of it, um, he, he still can't seem to see everything yet um all of the rest of the angels who were present at that time in heaven when that rebellion began um, they couldn't fully see the effects the effects of this the embracing of this idea of just self 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 but we on earth right now we know that this is something that's really not helpful in a community when everyone when every single person just thinks of me 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 i i i then eventually that community will disintegrate right and sometimes we don't really see much of that um i mean we deny we deny some some of that some form of that right we're still exploring some of us are still exploring the idea but you know what? Um, I see some people who who want to who wants to embrace the idea that we should love ourselves. But interestingly, that idea only only comes when in their childhood they have been abused physically or emotionally or actively or passively. So when their love tanks are empty, meaning to say when other people's choices are anti-love meaning they they are toxic for example the authority figures surrounding that child were toxic and they were not really giving giving love then the child's love tank is is negative it's empty or negative it's zero almost um it's a zero right you can't have a negative love tank but at least zero so so that always craves there's a hole right there that's not filled and um of course they will long for self-care as they grow up but that doesn't in any way um that doesn't you know that doesn't disagree or that doesn't really count as proof that uh the principle of self-love is the ultimate principle of life no 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 no. self-giving love is the ultimate principle of life in the very first place when why did that child begin to have an empty love tank the reason is that the people surrounding that child were only thinking of me 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 they were not giving the child love right so right there you see that the effects of of the me 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 thing are affecting the others therefore they wanted that 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 self i mean that self care that self love so you see um in this day and age we are really heavy on the self-care thing and that's understandable because in our childhood in our life as kids or teens we have been violated we have not been treated with love our love tanks have not been filled and why have they not been filled well the very first reason is that people surrounding us our parents who were supposed to be the ones to fill that love tank 
they were thinking of me, 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 me. And those parents have also been one's kids and our grandparents, their parents, have also not given them enough. And these may not necessarily be just biological parents, but any other authority figures in our lives that have abused us, violated us emotionally or physically, right? Mentally. So all these things, me, 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 just me, 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 toxicity we see in society right now, these are products of the rebellion that Lucifer had begun, had started in heaven. And that is what really happened. And today we are still experiencing the effects of that rebellion. And back then the angels could not understand. That's why one third of the angels who were deceived by Lucifer eventually were, yeah, they, they were out of heaven. One third of the angels and Lucifer and they were cast out of heaven. And is that casting out bad? Is that bad of God to cast out? Not really. It's to keep the peace and harmony for the rest of the thirds who have chosen God's side. So, so the, the thing is that Lucifer did not just think of me, me, me. He also accused God as the one who's selfish. Really, really subtle and deceiving, right? he lucifer began to think of himself only and then to to try to to i don't know to, to make that um to, to really come to his i don't know his his plan of getting that allegiance he destroyed the character he tried to destroy the character of god in front of other people and that's when the first gossip came right it's really interesting that um, we also see that manifestation of that of that character in society right now where politicians for example if they want to rank higher in statistics or in people's approval of them they may use tactics that destroy the reputation of the other politicians right so it's it's bringing down other people for the sake of you getting up or a higher place and that started that big that began in Lucifer's mind. That is Lucifer's doing. He wanted to be in first place. So how does he do that? Well, if he can't, if he can't convince the other angels that his idea was better, then he will try to destroy the image of God in front of the angels. And that was his tactic, right? That was his merchandise. He was selling a proposition that God is really actually bad. That God is a God that constricts your freedom. God is a God who withholds pleasure. Because his idea was that self, 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 me, 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 I, 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 is the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate um, key to highest pleasure. Right? He has been endowed with everything, but it's really interesting that he began to imagine things that are not there. Right? He began to imagine that it's not enough, right? And so um, we, we see that in the world today, the manifestations of that in the world today. How does God, how does love react? Did he destroy Lucifer? 
right then and there, knowing that Lucifer's idea was bad and that if his idea will continue, this thing right here, these things on earth, happening right on earth, are going to happen and there's going to be pain and suffering and death. Is he just going to kick Lucifer out? He, well, he kicked him out, and, but in a loving way, of course. But after so much wooing. After so much wooing. But uh, um, the point is, he could have destroyed him right in then, then and there, right? He could have destroyed him right then and there. And with, with God's, um, you know, God's omniscience, he would have known what will happen to the earth, right? He could foresee the future and known what, happened, what would happen to the earth if Lucifer was here and to begin his great experiment of sin. But then what's interesting is that God did not do that, right? Love did not do that. Why do you think so? Is that the... Uh, why, why did not God destroy Lucifer? He would have prevented a lot of the things that we are suffering from right now. You see, destroying Lucifer... Destroying Lucifer would do, would do damage. What, what are those damages? Number one, the angels surrounding... Uh, remember that Lucifer has accused God to be selfish, right? Selfish. And if, it, if God destroys Lucifer, who is an insider, by the way, he is sort of an insider, because he is in the highest power, right? If God destroyed Lucifer right then and there, all the other angels would simply, simply, simply question and begin to, to, to doubt also whether the accusations of Lucifer were actually true or not. Right? To them, that was really alien. The idea was alien. And, um, you know, if Lucifer was destroyed, then some of the other angels would also just rebel the same way. Because they will begin to entertain the idea. They will begin to entertain the idea. And it will, it will not end, right? It will not end. Everyone else will just try to experiment and explore. So what will, what will God do? What will love do? Right? What will love do? In the first place, love allows her freedom. So in God's mind, he already has foreseen that um, because of this freedom, thing this freedom thing that all beings are endowed with there is that possibility that um yeah you can't you can't do away with it with the possibility that there will be someone who will try to experiment right and preventing that someone from doing the experiment will only drive others to curiosity and then they will try to experiment. And if we just destroy them, this problem will not end, right? So why not, in the very first place, this being right here, Lucifer, also does not understand what he was trying to do, right? He was not. But there, there were stages to this. You should read the first chapter of the Desire of Ages and the first chapter of the Patriarchs and Prophets to get everything. But for the sake of the brevity of our discussion this morning, we can just uh, explore certain certain pieces of it. And the point I'm making is that if Lucifer will be destroyed right then and there, the experiment or, or the idea will just, um, will just pass on to the other angels and then their curiosity will be ignited and their desire to rebel will just be ignited. 
So why not? Why not give that freedom to try to test this, right? Test this. Because at the end of the day, what God wants is authenticity. At the end of the day, He doesn't want to be controlling. At the end of the day, what He wants is that you would yourself would see for yourself that He is actually not bad, that He's not scary, that, that His principles are actually the right ones. He wants you yourself to see the truth. God is all for the truth. And what, you know, there's this thing also in the Great Controversy that the truth, once tested, will only shine. Will only shine. If it's the truth, it will shine. So it may appear the truth will suffer under trial, right? But if it's the truth, it will shine anyway, right? You see people struggling with, um, let's, let's say they, there is a case, they're accused of something they did not really do. Um, I remember, I cannot remember the details, but there are these group of men who were accused to be rapists. But, you know, if they try to avoid the trial, people will just remain curious, right? But if they present themselves on trial, and if they know that they are innocent, the truth will just shine and will, it will come out, right? Truth does not really suffer from from trial, from, from investigation. In fact, truth will rejoice. Truth will shine. In the same way that goodness, absolute goodness, will just shine if questioned. It's not that, it's not that goodness is not... Or, it's not that goodness has no inherent value. It's just that when we finally see it against the other thing, the opposite thing, it will shine through. So the only way, the only way for angels to really come to conclusion, come to terms with themselves and within themselves, what is truth and God, what God's character really is, they will have to see for themselves. They will have to see for themselves. And that's how God reacted, right? Destroying Lucifer will only, is not really, it's not really nice toward Lucifer because Lucifer had, didn't know, didn't know any better, right? So, yeah, he didn't know any better. And he would, if he was destroyed right then and there, he would have died not knowing, right? So, yeah. It's, it's mercy to him too, right? And mercy towards the angels because they were also not sure. They were not sure because Lucifer was in, he was very close to Christ in position. He was very close to God in position. And, and, and they, they would assume that, that um, his, his accusations could be actually valid. It could be valid. How, will, how else will they know, right? So let both grow together until the harvest. That was Christ's parable. Both the, the good seed and the bad seed. Right? Let them grow together before the harvest so that you will know. You will know yourself. If this was, which one is really good? And you can choose. You can choose. You can have an informed decision. You can have an informed decision. And you will not just choose blindly. Right? God doesn't want blind following. Ladies and gentlemen, God doesn't want blind following. And all these 
the rebellion of Lucifer. It's a grand experiment. It is a grand experiment. Um, so God allowed it for the sake of the whole universe, actually. It's not just for the sake of the angels, but for the rest of the beings in the entire universe that will be created moving forward. They will see. They will see the story of the earth, right? Um, in Patriarchs and Prophets, I think you would also know that there... I'm not sure if it's in Patriarchs and Prophets, but in one of the writings of Ellen G. White, um, she also explores and reveals that um, the, 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 the tree test, the Garden of Eden test, the tree test, right? The one tree test has been also... Um, it, it's also existing. It, was also, it also existed in all the other worlds, but only the Earth, Adam... And Eve um, succumbed to the to the test to to I mean to the deception of Lucifer, and so here the great controversy was extended from heaven right down here on Earth, and the battle here is on our minds. The battle here is in everyone's life, right? Is the battle between two forces the forces of good and evil the battle um between two principles love and anti-love right what really is the highest and the the only way to to life is it the me 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 way or the love way right and we already see we already see in our lives and in the lives of others how the anti-love principle of lucifer of Satan is very, very destructive, and how the love principle, the God principle, is in fact so, so rich, and it's the only way to live, really. So, um, I feel that there's so much more to talk about, but I think that we have at least touched a bit about the the rebellion, how it all started. If you want to dig deep and you want to search for it more, learn about it more, please, I I invite you to read the first chapter, Why Was Sin Permitted, um, in Patriarchs and Prophets by Ellen G. White, and also the very first chapter of The Desire of Ages, but also by Ellen G. White. And you will see right there. There are so many other aspects to this, but what we have touched so far is that um, this is how love reacted this is how god reacted in the in the presence of sin in the presence of rebellion in the presence of accusation in the presence of questioning god's character in the pres presence of questioning god's principle of love and presenting an alternative which is the anti-love the selfishness me 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 that's um that's where the 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 great controversy all started so there there's so much more to unpack really and and maybe the next thing that we can explore is how this anti-love has destroyed families and i have read a book um i have not finished it yet but i started reading a book yesterday um the book is entitled love is a choice it's about a um codependency and how how anti-love destroys families and and 
how that misery and pain just passes from one generation to another unless corrected right and it, it shows you how to how to overcome how to stop the cycle how to stop the cycle of pain and misery in your life um which are in part caused by by other people's choices right and they're they're acting in in an anti-love um in anti-love um under anti-love principles right um and how everything is affecting you and how you can overcome them so it's really nice and i just hope that yeah tomorrow that's what we are gonna be talking about and let's just wrap things up try to wrap things up okay so first of all again i always i always um try to bring things back to this quote quote um god is love his nature his law is love it ever has been it ever will be the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity changes not in him is no variableness neither shadow of turning so god has always been love from the beginning to the end and everything everything that he does is according to the principle of love everything so that includes the choice of letting lucifer do his experiment so that the whole universe remember he loves not just one but he loves everyone so for the good of everyone in the universe and for all future moving forward this experiment has to be allowed so that everyone will see for themselves for the, see for themselves the results of the love principle and the results and compare that with the results of the anti-love principle and see and choose for themselves which is really really the right principle to life see and again tomorrow we will be discussing um, some of the effects of the anti-love principle how that affects um how that affects our lives here on earth and already we can we can begin to to see that god is right god is right and 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 while satan is still on earth trying to put misery and pain to other people because since christ came he already christ came on the earth right he satan is already a conquered foe um it's just that so so he knows that he that he somehow knows and satan also reads the bible he knows where everything will lead and now he just wants you to be miserable um he's already a defeated foe and he knows that the anti-love principle will destroy people's lives but he will keep on destroying people's lives because that's how a bitter a bitter contestant will react he he acts bitterly right now right he 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 can't accept his defeat so he will try to bring other he can't do anything more because christ already won at the cross and that is the ultimate display of self-giving love right there and that just draws people to christ but then then this satan just wants all the other people to be as miserable as him right 
So we, we will explore tomorrow the rest of the things that are how, how this anti-love principle um, eventually destroys, destroys um, our families, friendships, societies. See, we'll see examples. We'll revisit examples. This is, will be really nice and exciting. And let's just close with gratitude right now. I hope you have been blessed. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for um, all the things that we have explored today. I feel like there's so much more to, uh, be dig, uh, for, to be dug deeper. But thank you for leading us so far, for, for giving us an overview, a big, big, um, a big picture. For giving us the big picture of things concerning how love reacts in the presence of rebellion. And why you, God, has, have allowed Lucifer to do this grand experiment of sin. And thank you for also assuring us, reassuring us, that he is now, right now, he's already a conquered foe. Since Christ conquered death, and, and since Christ has displayed what it is to live the love principle as a human being, and as a human being be able to conquer sin and death, right? Um, yeah, Satan is already a conquered foe, and we rejoice for you, God for sending your son Jesus and he being now one of us one of us forever one of the human beings forever that's just a wonderful token of the grand grand experiment uh, you are really an expert at bringing out beauty from ashes and this is really nice thank you so much Lord and we look forward to the rest of the episodes as always I have not planned everything but I will just lead your way. I mean, you will just lead um, the way and I will just follow. And I pray that we can dig deeper into so much more. Because um, we will have, after all, um, this will be our science and our song for all eternity. And I'm sure there's so much more to unpack. And may this, may this um, thing, this podcast thing, bless someone who needs it. Who needs it in their lives thank you so much for everything dear god once again and for your salvation for your goodness in jesus name we pray amen